0: Welcome to the worldwide Broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having an absolutely blessed day today. And how are you doing today, Dad? Oh,
1: Austin, I'm doing absolutely great, for this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it, and I will commit my plans unto the Lord, and therefore they will succeed. And you know, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because I got a tweet in from one of the listeners, and it's it's Donald Trump, and he's being asked about Justine Maxwell, you know, Epstein's cohort, the woman who dragged all of these women into the basically sexual slavery and and, and statutory rape, and nobody telling what happened to them on that crazy altar they built down there in that island. I mean, this is some nut stuff that they're involved in, and Donald Trump's asked about her at a press conference. Yes, he he's asked about just Lane, and, and this, is, this, is, this, is, this is his response.
0: I don't know. I haven't really been following it too much. I just wish her well, frankly. Uh, I've met her numerous times over the years, especially since I lived in Palm Beach, and I guess they lived in Palm Beach. Uh, but I wish her well, whatever it is. Uh, I don't know the situation with Prince Andrew. Just don't know. I'm not aware of it.
1: Okay, so, 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 there, so there we go. There's our our notable leader saying that he wishes to slain Maxwell well. Now, you know, no, I know you guys are going to fuss at me about this because I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something here. How in the world can the president of the United States not know that she's Mossad, not know that Jeffrey Epstein's Mossad, not know that they're involved with human trafficking, not know that Donald Trump carried one of these young girls on the plane, on his plane, on Donald Trump's plane, with Jeffrey Epstein having already said he likes girls on the younger side these are quotes from the Donald himself about Jeffrey Epstein can he just say now that he has no idea that just Lane Maxwell has been put in jail and has been arrested for child trafficking and basically whatever they want to charge her with as far as forcing these girls to have sex where's his statement why did he say something like you know I know her she's been accused of doing some really horrible things. We'll see what happens in the court of law. If she's guilty, I hope she's held basically accountable for what she's done. If not, I hope she's found not guilty. Something like that. Instead of, I wish her well. I mean, Donald, you can't pretend, Mr. President, that you don't know what's going on with this. We were all talking about Epstein, which, by the way, I don't believe he's dead. I'll continue saying that. And we were all discussing this stuff in depth. And all of a sudden... We got an impeachment. Oh, yeah. Oh, then we got that that Iranian general killed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about that one back in January. And then all of a sudden, we got corona. And everything has been done for us not to pay attention to what cup the ball is under. Because they don't want us to look at this child trafficking that Austin talked about this week and I talked about this week that's happening right now. Including right there at Murrah Lago, where just Lane was actually recruiting girls who worked at Murrah for the sordid sex industry. Guys, are we all going to continue to pretend like Mr. Trump doesn't really know what she's involved in? I'm not going to pretend that. Are we all going to really pretend like there's 176,000? sealed indictments, you know, about to get released here in the next 90 days? Are we going to keep pretending that, uh, you, you folks? I mean, is, is this where you want to go with all of this stuff? Do you really want to go there? So, I just thought I'd open up with that, because guys, we've got some serious, serious stuff, because now Donald Trump is urging all Americans to wear masks. Oh, yeah. you know, Whether they like it or not says the outbreak will probably get worse before it gets better. So now we've got the tr- president crawfishing and backing up again. Now, with DHS is saying that they're afraid the mask will make facial recognition cameras useless, which that's probably true, too. And all of these things are happening right now around us. And I got a meme in this morning. I have just sent it out to a few of my friends, and it really makes a lot of sense. It's, 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 an, it's an interesting meme. Mancal sent it to me this morning, and I'm going to read it to you. There's a picture there with a black woman wearing a mask with hands wrapped around her face, which resembled the mask. And it says it very simply. It says, you see, we're talking to the liberals now, non mask wearers as disease spreading, defiant imbeciles. When in reality, they are fighting for the last remnants of your freedom that you didn't know you were about to lose. Boy, is that well said. Austin, what do you think?
0: And this is what I told you guys yesterday. And I got a lot of emails yesterday from that show that I did. Some of them positive, some of them negative. And, of course, I got some emails from the sheep that continue to basically look at everything and say that it's sunshine, daisies and nothing's happening. Everybody just needs to wear a mask for everybody's protection. And here's my stance on that. I've already told you guys this, and I'm going to address it again one last time. If you really, truly feel the need to wear a mask, or if you're going into a certain area where you know there's a large percentage of vulnerable people, say, in a nursing home, and you feel that you need to wear a large mask, especially at N95, and it'll help reduce any chances of people getting the virus in there, at least reduce them somewhat, and you feel like you need to do that, by all means do that. I'm not telling you you can't wear a mask, but it goes the same way. Nobody has the right to tell me I have to wear a mask. It goes both ways. If somebody wants to wear a mask, they really feel like they're going into a vulnerable situation with people that may be high-risk. You need to wear a mask? Then wear a mask. But this whole nonsense, what we're seeing in Broward County, where they're saying you have to wear a mask inside of your home and on your property, and we're seeing areas like Disney World where you can't walk around and eat or drink, you have to go to a designated area with other people to take off their mask, that is straight-up textbook CIA mind control. If you can't see that, I don't know how to explain it to you any clearer. You can look at the text and the research that was done all the way back from the 1950s and going forward on how to control and subdue a population. And this is how they do it. You continually put in more authoritarian rules and regulations and see who complies. And you do them slow. You do it real slow. And you do more, and you do more, and you do more, and you do more. If you don't get any pushback, you do more. If you don't get pushback, you get more. If you do get pushback, you back off a little bit. Because remember, we already saw this. they, They shut the entire country down three months ago now. Shut the whole thing down. And remember, it started to get a whole lot of negative traction throughout the entire country. People were opening up their businesses, basically giving the government the middle finger. They were arresting people for opening their businesses. The governors were pardoning people. Everybody was saying, we've had enough of this. This complete and total lockdown. Well, then what did they do? They had to change the narrative. If They were getting pushback. So they took a step back. They pushed the race war. They loosened the lockdown, let businesses start reopening again, gave people a little remnants of their freedom back, when in reality they weren't getting anything back. It was things they already hadn't the been getting in the first place. They were just being told they could now exercise their God-given rights, which nobody has the right to tell you you can or can't exercise those. And then, of course, we roll back into this now with the mask. And so I, I encourage people. If you really feel you need to wear a mask somewhere for a very serious issue that's going on, then wear a mask. But This whole nonsense of being told you have to wear a mask to walk into the store, but then you can take it off when you get five feet over to your table, and you have to put it back on to walk out the door five feet away, this whole thing is textbook CIA mind control, and it's very, very troubling. At the same time now, we see with the Beetlejuice mayor in Chicago who's turning a complete and total abysmal Marxist communist, I mean, it's embarrassing. They now had another riot again over the weekend, and they said over 50 Chicago cops were injured last week during the statue protest Protest as criminal agitators launched fireworks and threw bottles of frozen water on them. And they finally had to get reinforcement and to start tearing massive amounts of tear gas. Because it got so violent and angry again. And what comes is this Mayor Beetlejuice Lightfoot is basically saying, you know, there's nothing going on here. This isn't an issue at all. We have everything under control. And what's going to happen is exactly what we've already started to see happen. Law enforcement's going to start quitting in droves. They've already done so in New York. That's why they have now frozen the uh, retirements and New York police officers. They had a huge number of police officers that were basically filing for retirement and early retirement. They said, we've had enough. So they, had to freeze it. they froze retirement. Can't get enough. Can't retire right now. Why? Because they have to keep this constant contrast of back and forth going on. And eventually, a lot of law enforcement is just going to say, we've had enough of this. We're done. You're not paying us anywhere near enough to deal with this mess. You're not supporting us. You're supporting the mob that's trying to violently attack us. And uh, it it definitely has to be a frustrating situation for a lot of people. And also, too, back to what Dad said, I want to address this real quick because this is something that I thought was troubling. I heard the same thing earlier where he really sidestepped and tried not to address what was going on with Maxwell and her ties to Epstein and everything else. His dad said he should have clearly said, I hope justice is served. We have a rule of law, and you're innocent until proven guilty. If she's guilty in a court of law, I hope she basically receives the maximum punishment she can get. If she's found not guilty, then basically she's exonerated. It's something along those lines. What's interesting about this, why he's trying to pretend he has no idea what's going on, which everybody pretty much can figure out, even if you watch the mainstream media. It, It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what she's been involved in. I mean, it's been talked about for years, going back before Epstein ever allegedly hung himself. And so him trying to sidestep this and act like he has no idea what's going on, shows me he's either trying to distance himself from it because he doesn't want to address it because he's been involved in something allegedly, I don't know, or either he's trying to basically Pretend he doesn't know what's going on because he doesn't want to get any blowback from the globalists in the deep state because of what happened to the federal judge on Sunday to her husband and son on the front porch of their house. Now, it's interesting enough, if you guys watch a video back from 2015 during the race between Hillary and Trump, he was interviewed about what was going on with Epstein back then and he was asked if he thought that the stuff that was going on with Epstein was going to hurt the Clintons or Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton and he blatantly said, I'm not sure how it's going to affect them, but the Epstein Island they had down there was a cesspool. I quote those were his words. It was a cesspool and he even referenced Prince Andrew being involved with Epstein and the flight logs. So he knows all this stuff about the island. He blatantly calls it a cesspool. He knows who's involved in it. And now all of a sudden Maxwell's basically being charged. She's arrested, denied bail. We have a federal judge that's overseeing the Epstein case. Her son and husband basically gunned down and her son executed in the front door of her home. And now the son Trump says he basically has no idea what's going on with Maxwell. He wishes her the best. He hopes she has the best. I mean, goodbye. I mean, it reminded me a lot of when he said that right after he got elected, after the hoorah-rah speeches about Hillary, locker up, bad people, emails, Benghazi, everything. You guys remember the Trump rallies? You remember them? Completely and totally blasted Hillary for good reason. And we were all stoked she was going to get indicted. And then a couple of days after he is basically elected, he does an interview and says, well, the Clintons are good people. They just want to be left alone. Come on, guys, he doesn't take a rocket science. Now, I'm, we'll add out there, I'd much rather have President Trump than Hillary right now, and I'd much rather have Trump than Alzheimer ridden Biden, who's basically gonna sign every single executive order that they put on his desk because he's gonna want a piece of chewing gum and to stare at the wall. This is what's going to happen with that. But don't try to paint some halo over Trump like he's got some three-dimensional chess. He's playing with 175,000 sealed indictments. There's things that are going to happen. People are going to get busted. People are basically going to be caught up in some of this stuff. But I can tell you right now, we're not going to see some type of mass purge from the deep state and anything else. There's a reason why. Hillary Clinton's case involving the emails is on September 9th or September 10th, whenever it is. Right before September 11th. Interesting, huh? Does anybody else find that interesting, that we're seeing that the, almost the exact same date as 9-11, the exact same date, basically right before Benghazi happened? A lot of stuff happened in the middle of September, multiple years in a row. So the fact that her trial is right around there does not shock me whatsoever. Also now, too, reports are starting to show up all over the Internet of people that have been tested, Who, excuse me, down in Florida, who have never been tested of COVID are receiving phone calls. They've been tested positive. Now, I've heard this from numerous people. And at first, I started to think I heard the same story all different ways from different people. Well, then I started to hear the story directly from individuals that were involved, including two guys that I know down from South Florida. About going to get tested The lines are insanely long Some of them half a day You have to sit in line But they basically go around and They have you sign in and check in Right when you get there And then you're basically told to hurry up and wait To get tested And so a lot of people have things to do. People have jobs. People have things to actually go and produce and be productive. They don't have time to sit in line to get tested for a virus they don't even know they have because they have no symptoms. And now I've heard this on numerous occasions firsthand. And now Sarasota ABC7 has now interviewed a woman named Mindy Clark who is actually in line to be tested. When she noticed signs saying only those with symptoms should be tested. Despite already signing in, she left immediately after seeing seeing the lines and never receiving a test. Clark was contacted telling her she had tested positive. Mindy said when she answered the phone, the phone call telling her she tested positive, she asked positive for what? The person responded positive for COVID. Clark explained that was impossible because she never took the test and asked for her record to be cleared of the alleged positive result. The individual told Clark on the phone it was up to her to prove she wasn't, she was negative, which means she had to come back in and get tested again. She did come in two days later and basically was tested negative. This isn't the only example we've seen of someone getting tested or not tested and showing a positive result all across the country. And This is popping up all online now on Facebook, on Instagram, on social media. People are saying this firsthand that this has been happening to them, and they get phone calls after they sign in and leave being told they're tested positive and then told they need to come back to prove that they are not positive. I said this a couple months ago, and I'm still standing by this. I think there's something more sinister about these tests. Whether or not they're trying to intentionally infect people, whether or not these tests are intentionally stricken with COVID, whether or not they're intentionally running them as positives and they test positive on almost anything, if you've had any type of virus exposure to anything, or they're doing it basically, as I said before, for mass DNA sampling of the entire public. Remember, when they swab your nose, they're getting your DNA. When they swab your nose, they now have your DNA on file. And not only that, when they swab your nose, they have all of your information in the system because it's a huge form you have to fill out. They now have that tied into your DNA. And remember, because of the national emergency that COVID has reduced, the HIPAA laws involving actual COVID testing due to contact tracing with Apple and Google no longer apply normal HIPAA laws, if you have a health disorder, if you have a health problem, or you have a disability, somebody can't just call up and say, I need to find out what so-and-so's disability is, or what his health problem is. You'll never get that information, ever. They will never divulge it. It's illegal. Well, with COVID now, when you test positive, you lose those rights, especially involving HIPAA law and involving COVID testing. You no longer have those rights anymore. That information about you being positive is transported to all agencies, apparently, from what I've been told now. It goes everywhere, and not to mention, you get put in a database. And we've already seen the incident that happened with the couple that basically refused to sign their COVID positive papers. I think what was in Oklahoma, and they said, "No, we're not going to, we're not going to sign those papers. You guys have a ten-page document here. I don't agree with the verbiage. I'm not going to sign it." They show up two days later with the sheriff's department, the health department, a search warrant. Basically, that you're being forcibly detained in your home, and you're going to be ankle monitor strapped. If you leave your home more than 200 feet, sheriff's departments going to deploy because you refuse to self-quarantine. They said, we told you we self-quarantine. I'm just not writing that on paper and signing a 10-page paper giving you rights about my entire life and telling you I have to notify you for the foreseeable future if I leave my home. I'm not signing that. All that. So when you sign that and you go to court, if something happens, the judge is going to say, uh, Mr. Austin Brower, did you sign this? Well, yeah, but I didn't agree with it. There's only part of it I tested positive. Well, is this your signature, though, stating you understand everything in this paper and you agree to it? Yeah, but I don't agree to all of it. I just signed it so they wouldn't bother me. Sorry, bud. Case closed. You're done. Whatever they're telling you to do, you're doing. You signed it. Your name is on it. That's it. It's done. It's court document is no more rebuttal on it anymore and so it's very troubling to see that occur with that couple and now seeing what we're seeing down here in Sarasota, like I said before, I thought I was hearing the same story repeated from different people, but I kept hearing different versions and started to hear firsthand versions of it of people going to get tested, but not actually testing and being told they're positive. And now we have ABC Sarasota confirming that, which tells me that the reports of COVID in Florida are so astronomically higher than what they truly are. It is embarrassing that the American populace has been this far duped and is so submissive they're willing to do anything the state tells them to do out of fear this is nothing more than fear porn shoved in your face is covid real yes are viruses real on a daily basis yes is the flu real yes can you get sick yes can you die from viruses yes the answer is yes to all of those there i'm not going to try to argue those and say there's not but one thing i can tell you Every single person that I know that's tested positive for COVID that's used healthy supplements like vitamin C and D3 on their own accord, they have basically recovered 100%. I'm not saying I'm claiming to cure anything because I'm not. I'm telling you what these people have told me they have taken when they got COVID and they call me a couple days later and they feel perfectly fine. Understand what's going on and understand the laws that are trying to be set forth to completely and totally erode our rights and remove our civil liberties from us, all in the name of safety. And as I've said before, if the government is so concerned about our safety, why are we still executing 1,700 unborn babies every single day in the United States? If the government is so concerned with our safety, why do we have between 450 to 800,000 children abducted every single year? And the media does not, or the media does not report, nor does the government hardly ever report on those situations. If the government is so concerned about our safety, why has aspartame been on the market for decades? Why does sucralose get approved? Why do we have a vaccine compensation fund that the federal government has to take taxpayer dollars to pay people in court For vaccine injuries to the tunes of billions of dollars now because they have exempted the vaccine manufacturers from any and all liability. If the government is concerned about your safety, why do they still allow high fructose corn syrup to be used in every single product that's basically processed? These are all questions I implore you to question. I implore you to look into them. Do your own research and figure it out. And like I said before, if you really feel there's a situation you need to wear a mask, Wear a mask. If you really feel there's a situation you don't need to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. What I'm getting at is use your own mind and use your own wisdom and discretion that God blessed you with, and don't do something because a parrot bobblehead on mainstream media told you that's what you have to do. So you shake your head and follow orders like a peasant. That is what I'm getting at, Dad.
1: You know, Austin, if I had to go into an Ebola camp in Africa, okay? I'd be wearing a hazmat suit. I'd be wearing my own oxygen supply. I'd be wearing, you know, a double can respirator mask underneath the mask they had. I would be, I would be so wrapped up it would be ridiculous. And then when I would come out of the Ebola camp, I would go through massive amounts of chlorinated water disinfection and I would take showers in it and my entire suit would be soaked with water. I would do everything I possibly could not to make, to make sure that I wasn't going to be infected with Ebola. Guys, newsflash, this ain't Ebola. 99.7% recovery rate, all right? This ain't Ebola. And, you know, we're t- treating it like it's Ebola. I mean, they don't even check people in the Congo to see, when they're healthy to see if they have Ebola. Now, think about that for a second. We're going to line up, you know, 100,000 villagers here. We're going to see if they, none of them are showing any symptoms whatsoever. There is no Ebola in this village whatsoever. In fact, there's not an Ebola problem. for a 1,000 miles in all directions. But we want all 1,000 of you guys to line up and get tested for Ebola. What? When when does that even happen? They don't do that, but ah, here's what's interesting. They go and they start doing research and vaccines on Ebola, and all of a sudden the whole village comes down with Ebola. And now the village people are all mad because there was no Ebola. Now they're all having Ebola. Now they're all dying. So they start killing the WHO representatives. You know, forced masking of America... Is paving the way for Bill Gates of Hell, Final Solution. Remember Hitler had that term, the Final Solution. What's the Final Solution going to be? You know, they wanted to really purge the continent of Jews, which is ridiculous. I mean, 99% of the Jews that not know what was going on in Germany, many more than they do here in this country. I mean, just because they're liberal doesn't mean that they have to be killed. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, we all have to learn how to get along with each other. But Hitler had a final solution, according to history, and Bill Gates' final solution will be this coronavirus vaccine. He's absolutely bent of reducing the population of the planet. I mean, this is unbelievable. The politicization of face masks is growing more acute by the day, squeezing non-mask wearers out of stores and offices and casting them aside like collateral damage destined for the societal dumpster. We should not be surprised. Bill Gates of hell informed us early in the pandemic – that we would not be allowed to return to normal until the entire world is vaccinated. He just said that, guys. Adoring news reporters quoted him saying, This is as though they were talking to God Himself. Now they're pushing the mask to endure that their God's prophecy comes true. No normalcy allowed. The vaccine is not yet ready. The mask is a sign of fear. Submission and obedience to the media-driven hysterical overreaction to this virus by governments and corporations. The virus is, in fact, no more deadly than the seasonal flu, and far less so in children. This is a very manageable disease with a recovery rate of 99.7 percent. But when you see the masks everywhere, it's easy to believe that the country has placed men on the moon can't just handle this, can't and just can't handle this invisible enemy. If you acquiesce to the face mask edicts, that's fine. It's your decision, but don't be. And I even think for one minute that forced masking is not part of a greater agenda that involved forced vaccination, which at the gates of hell called his final solution to the coronavirus. Whoa. And if you think this will just be another of the many normal vaccinations, you're wrong. You're deceived. Big Pharma has never developed an effective vaccine for a coronavirus, one of which is the common cold. Guys, this is be an RNA vaccine. This is a very interesting article. I posted it on the website. I have no idea who wrote it. Let me scroll to the bottom of it. But guys, it's so important that we understand what they're doing and how this whole thing is about controlling all of us. You gotta lick the boot is what they want. Leo Holman is the guy who wrote this. He's a freelance journalist. And he, in fact, he wrote the free the author of this twenty seventeen book, Stealth Invasion. So you guys I'm gonna post this on the Health Masters website article so you guys can read it. Now let me go. Let me let me do something funny here for a second. This is going to be funny. I got to do something funny right now. This this show's got we got we got to brighten up the mood a little bit here. You know, my dad was born in 1901. Now, today he'd be 119 years old. You think, wow, that's old. You be talking about your great grandfather? No, I'm talking about my father. You guys forget that I'm almost 65 years old, and he was 54 when I was born. So I've been around for a while. And it was interesting because when he became president, and I don't think Austin even knows this, Teddy Roosevelt was president. And so my dad was named after Teddy Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt. And so he became Theodore August Brower Sr. And I became Theodore August Brower Jr. when I was born. Now, so indirectly, I was named for Teddy Roosevelt. Now, what's interesting is the concept of the teddy bear was never known until after Teddy Roosevelt became president. And also they started making little bears, and they started calling them Teddy Bears, to basically resemble Theodore Roosevelt, and he became the symbol of the Teddy Bear. Now, you guys think, well, what the world are you talking to us about Teddy Bears for, Ted? We're talking about coronavirus. Stay with me. I'm going to tie this all together nice and neat here in a second. So, all of a sudden, you know, when I'm being born in 1955, you know, people still knew who Teddy Roosevelt was, and all of a sudden, I'm being called Teddy Bear. Okay, okay. All right, so because I'm being basically aligned with Theodore Roosevelt and the teddy bear. So my entire young life, as I went through life, I was called teddy bear. Now, did I like being called teddy bear? Not particularly because it was not a matter of being nice to me. It was a matter of, like, joking about my name being Theodore or nickname of Teddy or Ted. And so I thought, wow. But then I started getting older, and I started realizing, what the heck, who cares? If they call you Teddy or call you Teddy Bear or call you Bro or whatever, just don't call you late for dinner. It's okay. It doesn't matter. So I got used to all that. It was no big deal. Now, to me, it's like whatever. You know, I had a friend one time, a girl I dated back in college. Her name was Camille. Well, you know, when I started dating her, I didn't realize that the Camille hurricane was the second worst hurricane ever. When I believe went to Alabama or Mississippi, killed hundreds of people, and she hated her name. And every time somebody brought her up that her name was Camille, she'd get a joke. Oh, you're just Camille, like the hurricane. Ha, ha, ha. And she absolutely loathed being called Camille. Now, I don't know why she loathe being called Camille, because her first name was Anne. It was like Anne Camille. But the reality is, is that she didn't want to be called Camille. She didn't want to be called Anne. She just had some issues with her names. But she never really got over it. Of course, I don't know what happened to her. I haven't spoken to her in 40 years, because Sharon and I celebrated our 36th wedding anniversary yesterday. Uh, I mentioned that on the show. I thought I mentioned it again. So all of these things is the me to this point. I've had multiple people now whose names are Karen who have contacted me and are basically upset that the new meme here for women who are nuts is Karen. Now, I'm going to be very careful what I say now. I don't include any of the ladies whose name are Karen in my show when i mentioned that they're being a karen which is the new meme for women who basically go berserk and start screaming at parties or whatever so please don't don't do that you know look at it like the way i did with teddy bear my personal example just whatever you know i just laugh about it now i think it's funny and i so it just don't if you if you don't fit in that mold which i know our listeners don't just ignore it Well it's not nice it could be a Sharon it could be a Ted well it already is a teddy bear but it's okay just relax about all of this stuff guys because you know, here's the thing whether it's called a Karen or a Sharon or a Ted or a teddy bear is kind of a small issue with what's happening right now in the great scheme of things so all of you Karens who have emailed me <laughs> and sent me texts please stop don't do that to me you know it's, just, it's okay I'm not including you in that conversation I can't help but they chose that name to mimic the women who basically are doing all of this stuff. So all of us need to pull together right now. And I would not bring this up if so many people hadn't contacted me about it. But just think through all of this stuff. We're in the middle of a pandemic. You know, we're in a pandemic. You know, the lady who talked about this a few months ago who really went into details, she's been censored off of social media, and I don't even hear from her anymore. You know, all of this stuff – is being used to cover up the Kabbalists' sorcery, like like Austin said, Hillary Clinton be you know tried on 9/11, okay, whatever. You know those are two really high numbers in the occult. You know I did a show one time with you guys years ago. I guess I could do it again. 9/11 is a mass sacrifice ritual, and I went into the gematria. And I went into detail on what these numbers mean and what 9/11 met as a mass, as a, as a. In fact, there's a book you can read. It's called the most dangerous book in the world. It's not a print. They've taken it off. the done. Now you can buy. It's expensive. And you can't, I can't find the PDF. I've got a copy of it. And I actually did a show based on that book. You know, several years ago. And it makes a lot of sense. These Kabbalists, these Luciferians, these guys who. Pr- Practice gematria, which means everything's by the numbers, like words have hidden meanings based on the numbers and the values of the letters, all these different things. They all are about their sorcery and their magic and their incantations. And that's why I've warned you guys, they operate also through the zodiac. You know, they read things in the stars, and they really like to be under the house of Scorpio or Mars or whatever they call these things. I'm not sure if they call them houses or signs, I'm not sure what they call them. But those are the that's the god of war, and and see they want to be there in October and November of this year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna issue this warning again. Watch September, October, and November this year, because remember that's gonna lead up to this election. Now remember, Donald Trump is the figurehead. The last president we had that really was in power was Kennedy, and they killed him. Reagan tried to bring in his authority, they shot him. So. You know, we've got a figurehead actor who basically reads a script. Now, every once in a while, Trump comes off the script and does something he's not supposed to. And we like that. We cheer on and say, oh, my gosh, Donald Trump's showing his hope, you know, whatever. And then he goes right back to telling us we're a mask now and telling us the coronavirus is really dangerous to get us back into compliance, get us lockstep, to bring us to heal. Heel! That's how you, know, so you train dogs. You snatch them by the choke chain. And see, this is the problem that we have. Let's stay focused on the fact that we have a group of people out there that are running the planet, and we need to expose them. And they're going to do everything they possibly can to prevent that exposure, like they did when Jeffrey Epstein was about to be shown to the world with a million pages of testimony, guys. Suddenly, he gets erased and put into a non-extradition country as far as I'm concerned. I can't believe you say that. Well, there you go. You can't prove he's dead. How about that? How about you can't prove Jeffrey Epstein is dead? Well, we saw his body. No, you saw a body coming out. How do you know that wasn't Photoshopped? How do you know that wasn't Photoshopped? How does anybody know any of this stuff? We have to believe these clowns who do the media, and they're the Kabbalists. They're the ones that run the show. These are the guys who go bumping the night, who think there's a snake in a tree they worship. That's who we listen to in the media. They control it. So everything – what did William Casey say, former head of the CIA – We'll know we've done our job with the CIA, and I'm paraphrasing him. We'll know we've done our job with the CIA when everything that everyone believes is a lie. Yeah, remember, the CIA is controlled by these guys, too. (laughs)
0: What do you think, Oz? That's exactly right. I mean, I think the level that this goes down, as far as how deep this goes, it's, it's hard for us to even comprehend, I'll be honest with you, the level of corruption. It's involved, And I mean, we've seen that all the way now from this multi-trillion dollar bill. that was a complete and total slap in the face of American taxpayers and American business owners and what that was doing to us and how all that money was basically reallocated to the banks and the pharmaceutical companies and all this other just rhetoric that they continue to tell us, but they boldface lie to us. We now see that the United States DOD and the Department of Health have announced they have met a deal with Pfizer to buy a minimum of a hundred million doses of the RNA-based COVID vaccine once it is finally approved. US-based Pfizer now, along basically with biotech giant, Biotech BioNet was jointly developing a vaccine earlier this week. They released the results of an early stage trial saying the vaccine is safe for human consumption. The U.S. government has pledged $1.95 billion for the first 100 million doses of the vaccine. And they said, here's this, the deal includes an option for the government to immediately purchase an additional 500 million doses contingent on the drug being granted regulatory approval. Now, those numbers right there should already make you kind of question the narrative. 100 plus 500 equals 600. 600, that's almost twice the entire United States American population, which means essentially that's two vaccines for every person in the country, which means they're not planning on just trying to get everybody to take one dose of this RNA vaccine. They're going to shoot for two. If you have 330 million people in the country and you know that the vaccine allegedly is supposed to be the latest, greatest RNA and technology that's going to work, why in the world would you plan on buying 600 million doses of a vaccine for a populace of 330 million people, roughly? Because you're planning on using all of them. That's the answer. What's also very troubling about this, as well, is I told you guys yesterday Pfizer, their basically research they did on this, they had over a 50% adverse reaction rate of the participants who took this RNA vaccine. That's creepy. And what's interesting about it, a lot of them were basically soreness, injection, the muscle site, fever, the injection site. And then a lot of other ones were basically fever, nausea, lack of sleep, night sweats. I mean, all basically all the symptoms you get from COVID, the vaccine induced it in almost half the patient's. Now, here's the thing that I've been reading about this whole RNA vaccine and that what they're trying to dial this in right now. Because when I basically read and what I've pretty much been told from some of the people I know in researching, this vaccine was not rushed. Okay. This vaccine has been in the works for quite some time now. They've twisted and mutated and manipulated and been playing and experimenting with RNA vaccines for years they figure out a way if they can do this properly to basically inject these nanobots inside of you with these RNA vaccines. And in turn, they can actually keep you healthy. This is what I've been told. They can actually keep you healthy. So you can actually put them in there and they can be designed to fight off viruses and actually be very effective. Now here's the flip side to this. They also are responsive to certain frequencies Certain compounds and other vaccines and other, basically, elements that they're exposed to, meaning these little nanobots that basically are injected into you are literally microscopic, and you start taking multiple vaccine injections of these. Now, all of a sudden, there's a specific frequency they fire on, and they can either make you really aggressive, really sick, really nauseous, really sleepy, and they can do that because they've now intertwined with your DNA. That's how an RNA vaccine works, by the way. If you don't believe me and you still haven't read it yet, do the research on RNA vaccine. Do the full research. Don't read the abstract from CNN. Actually, read the real research on what it does to your body. And then you have to ask yourself a question, this is what I've said the whole time. Why in the world, in the middle of a pandemic, or what they call a pandemic, why in the world, in the middle of a global pandemic, was the United States dumping billions of dollars into 5G infrastructure and making sure that there were 5G towers popping up like popcorn all over the entire country even in rural areas but yet we're all supposed to be staying at home and social distancing and not going out and we're supposed to flatten the curve stupid ideology it didn't even make sense what they were talking about how are you supposed to flatten the curve you don't even know what the curve is right now and of course their numbers were completely and totally just. Uh, there are supposed to be 2 million deaths by the end of April or whatever it was complete and total lie And now, almost everywhere I go now, and I'm I'm very alert when I go out. I look all over the place. I'm always observant. Almost everywhere I go now, you can see 5G towers with all in range of one another. And I'm in rural Florida. I'm in central Florida. And I see it. You go up to Windermere area, you go up to Orlando area. It's like a disease. It's like a cancer. They've popped up like cancer tumors all over the place. And a lot of them they disguise with tree limbs, fake artificial tree limbs, to try to make them look not so invasive. Why in the world, in the middle of a giant pandemic, when everything had to shut down, the entire world economic engine had to shut down, did we have individuals going out in mass droves to install 5G towers as fast as we possibly could while everybody else was locked in their house? Just thought I'd put that question out there, Dan. You know, son, it's every.
1: Thing is so messed up, and we're going to see the five G. I've posted another article online that is phenomenal. It's like a booklet. It's like forty-seven pages long, and I've put it online, and it goes into detail on who these guys are that are doing all this, what the technology is all about, how the technology works, and I want all of you to read it. It's, it's, it's really, really, really important that all of you read this booklet that I placed online, and it'll be posted as of tonight. But, but guys, you know, here's the thing. I mean, if we don't take a look at what's going on from a, really from a, uh, from a national standpoint, international standpoint, uh, they're going to basically do whatever they want to do to us. I mean, they're completely and totally twisting the news story right now. Now they're telling us that Joe Biden is a man of faith and he's a Christian and I'm like, okay, well, that's really odd to me. I mean, how in the world can you be a Christian? All you want to do is fondle the little girls and and other guys' wives. I mean, none of that makes any sense to me because they're trying to twist the narrative to try to pick up evangelical voters so they don't have to hold their nose or start vomiting violently if they vote for Biden. See, the problem is, is that you know they've given us a choice again. Ebola or AIDS. They've done it to us again after they did it last time with, with Trump. And now here we are sitting here again with this same mess happening. By the way, China is furious after the U.S. abruptly orders the closure of the Houston consulate, sparking an unprecedented escalation of relations between China and the United States. Now China in the consulate is basically burning so many documents at the Chinese consulate to try to destroy the evidence that Houston police and fire departments have responded to suspected document burning because it's setting off alarms apparently. So what are they burning and what are they doing? All of this stuff has gotten really, really, really weird, and we need to think through all of the stuff that we're involved in in the United States. I mean, what happened to getting us out of Afghanistan? What happened to getting us out of Syria? Whatever happened to getting us out of the areas that basically we don't need to be in and policing the entire world? What happened to all of that stuff? Well, nobody wants to talk about that anymore, do we? Donald Trump hasn't done that because, again, he's an actor on a stage. You know, think about it for a second. Just a few weeks ago, Gislaine Maxwell and Wall Street secrets in the U.S. Attorney's Office. This is an article by Martins. I posted it. Outside of the Wall Street executives that did business with child sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein, the first lieutenant, Gislaine Maxwell, who Trump wishes well, knows more about his Wall Street secrets than any other living person. Maxwell was posted and indicted by the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York. Okay? On July the 2nd, less than... Two weeks after the head of that office, Godfrey Behrman, was abruptly fired from his job by Attorney General William Barr. Whoa, why would that happen? We immediately notice a peculiarity about the indictment document provided by Strauss. It covered only a brief four year period running from ninety four to ninety seven. One of the main accusers of Maxwell, Virginia Roberts, has credibility. has credibility indicated in previous court filings that Epstein and Maxwell sexually abused her between 99 and 2002. That should lengthen the scope of the indictment by five additional years. Guys, think about what's going on and how it's already being set up. The Palm Beach, Florida police chief, Michael Ryder, handed a deeply investigated case against Epstein and Maxwell over to the FBI in 2006, according to the intrepid reporting of Julie K. Brown in the Miami Herald. In November of 2018, Brown indicated that it took just eight months of FBI interviews for the U.S. Attorney's Office of Florida to have a 53-page federal indictment ready to file against Epstein involving sexual assaults against dozens of underage girls. But the indictment was never filed. A deal was worked out by then-U.S. Attorney Alex Acosta and Epstein's well-connected lawyers, and federal charges were dropped against Epstein. He was allowed to plead guilty to only state charges, one count of soliciting a minor and one count soliciting sex from an adult woman. Epstein was able to serve 13 months in jail, by the way, it's a white-collar jail, while also given a work-release program to sit in his well-appointed office 12 hours a day and driven around by his chauffeured limo. The deal was so outrageously constructed that it even denied his victims knowledge of the terms of the deal. Guys, this whole thing reeks. It all reeks. And again, I personally believe that Giselle is going to... Basically, be erased, given a new identity. Tell they'll tell us that she committed suicide. Like the guy who supposedly shot the judge, I don't believe for one second that the guy who supposedly shot the judge is the guy they found dead from an, from a staged suicide. I don't believe the same guy. I believe that was a Mossad hit. Now I didn't come on record to say that until today. I believe that was Mossad. I mean, because think about it: Epstein's Mossad, Ghislaine's Mossad, Maxwell's dad's Mossad. They're all Mossad. That means they work for the Israeli government, right? And all of a sudden this judge who says she's going to un- uncover all of this stuff, that she's going to be a pit bull and do all of this stuff, and apparently she didn't want to play ball, now has a dead son, her only child. And I'm sure I'm sure she'll come off the case now. I mean, she has to. I mean, she must be mentally just completely distraught. And, of course, her husband is laying there in intensive care. Wow. wow. And these are the guys that run the planet. So when I tell you guys that Mossad controls the show via all of these things with the Kabbalah, think through this with me. Shabbat Lubavitch practices and teaches out of the Zohar. It's a sect. They're a doomsday cult. They're trying to bring in the third temple and bring in the Antichrist. Jared Kushner and Ivanka Kushner have donated huge amounts of money to Shabbat Lubavitch and are also Kabbalists and practice from the Zohar. It's all tied together through this group. We can't pretend like it's not real, guys. And the same group is the ones who run the media, own almost all the major corporations in the United States, and they're also the ones that are pushing for the masks to be worn as part of their satanic rituals. It's all about this group. You say, "Well, it can't be." You can't be. Well, it is. And by the way. Almost 50 Chicago cops, again, were were injured this last week in Chicago during a statue protest. These guys were pelted with rocks and who knows what else trying to defend the statue of Christopher Columbus. In addition to that, there was another big shooting where 14 or 15 more people in Chicago were shot yesterday attending a funeral from somebody else who had been shot. Now, this weird lesbian, dwarf, weirdo, poltergeist mayor of Chicago what the heck but she's worried about not enforcing anything besides mask laws and I love this show I did, that I did last week I talked about this and how in Minneapolis or maybe on Monday how they're using drones now to fly over nude beaches to arrest people for nude beaches for taking their tops off or bottoms off or whatever they do on nude beaches and why because I guess they don't want to have to try to be bothered with the people burning and looting Minneapolis Guys, it's all... Weird. I feel like I'm living in the Twilight Zone. Like I told you guys yesterday, I feel like I'm living in the Hunger Games. What a strange course of events. By the way, I love you guys. I appreciate you. You guys are absolutely awesome. I got to pray for you again this morning. Hope you enjoyed the little analogy with Teddy Bear and Teddy Roosevelt and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure you lot of you didn't know that. You guys are the best. Remember, think on the good things. For this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I will be glad in it. Awesome. Go ahead and
0: finish it up. Well, That's well said, and that's what we continue to tell everybody, is that keep speaking the truth and doing your research. And God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of sound mind. And this is something I continue to tell everybody, to just keep looking at and understanding. Don't be fearful of any of this. Be awake about it. Understand what's going on. As I said before, you have to address a garden of weeds but you don't have to live in the garden of weeds you can fix it up you can do the best you can you can tear them out you can kill the weeds you can do what you need to do but if you sit there and say that's a garden of weeds I'm just going to pretend if I close my eyes the garden of weeds is going to disappear the weeds will take over your garden be gone Nothing left walk out later you're like where'd my garden go the weeds got them you never looked at them you pretended they weren't there what happens you have to address what's going on and that's why i've been so adamant about these face masks i'm telling you if you're sick you're going out or you have to go somewhere that's a high risk area if you need to wear a mask and you feel it you need to then wear it but this whole putting it on every time you get out of the car when you walk in the store you walk outside you use the same face mask and hang it from the mirror no come on man If you're going to use it, at least use it properly. Like I told you guys before, brand new mask every time within 20 to 30 minutes, replace if necessary, gloves, that's how you're supposed to use them. Any other way is not even considered sanitary per basically hospital guidelines. So if you're going to use it, at least use it right if you have to, but use discretion and understand what the agenda is really about and address what's really happening. There was another article I saw earlier, and I continue everybody to keep researching this because I'm really trying to wake a lot of people up about the truth on this vaccine. Again, same thing goes with the vaccine. If you really feel that you want to have an RNA-based vaccine injected into your body due to a virus that's primarily survivable, That's your choice. You have the right to do so. If you don't, you also have that right. The contradictory nature of this country, I'm starting to see what they did this for, is that they like to have it one way and one way only. They want to say, I'm pro-abortion because it's my body, my right. Okay, fair enough. If that's the logic we're going with, it's your body, your right, even if you don't agree that that child has a right, it's in your body. You feel you have that right. That same argument, though, gets flipped the other way around when they go, everybody needs to be vaccinated. You, you don't have the right not to get vaccinated. No, it's my body, my right. I don't when you're on the right to inject me with something that I don't consent to, it goes both ways. And this is what they've done as well with this whole concept of the transgenderism with the completely and totally flipping science on its head, trying to pretend that a grown male can change clothes and all of a sudden you have to call him by pronouns that he demands. It's their body, their right. It's their choice to be a gender. It's their right and their ability to basically walk around in clothing that's not them, but then it goes the same way. It's my right not to be subjected to a vaccination that I don't agree with. So understand that when they play this card, it goes both ways. And don't allow them to try to box you into a corner and try to argue with you into basically a spot to where they know they're going to try. to. That happens a lot. I've seen that now when I've gotten in you know, basically discussions with people out in public. I've had people email me as well, too, that sometimes I don't even respond to people. I've had customers, though, email me and kind of not start an argument, but kind of bring up topics. And I'm I'm not going to even address that. You're going to send me a loaded question and try to put it into a box and say, like I had one person the other day that asked me, we're discussing face masks. They said, so you won't wear a mask because you want people to die. I said, I'm not even going to address that. That's one of the stupidest comments I've ever heard in my life. Why don't you address it? Because it's a double-edged sword. You intentionally tried to box it in, and it's not even a legitimate question. You're just putting a blanket statement out there to try to make me trip on myself. If I say, no, I don't want people to die, then the answer from them is, well, you need to wear a face mask if you truly don't want people to die. If you do say, I don't care, it's natural selection, I don't care if some people die because it's not my problem, then they say, oh my gosh, you're basically a new version of Hitler. It, goes, it doesn't go anywhere. And this is what they try to do now is they try to ask you these ridiculous questions that have no right answer to it. Same comment. Have you stopped beating your wife? Another one. What? I don't beat my wife. Oh, you stopped? No, I never did. Oh, so you stop now. Or you say, yes, I did. Oh, so you used to beat your wife. When people present you questions like that and they don't want to address facts and you bring up factual numbers, statistical numbers, and bring up research studies and the only thing they want to do is try to ask you illegitimate questions to box you in a corner, at that point in time, my answer is always, if you can't have a reasonable grown adult conversation, I'm no longer going to speak to you anymore because clearly you're operating on a five-year-old mental capacity, and I have no point in talking to you any further about this, and the conversation is done. I've done that multiple times, because if you're not going to come back with facts or at least a logical rebuttal and say, well, I think this is the research that I've seen. This is where my opinion is on it. Why don't you feel the same way? And I'll say, oh, great question. Great question. But when they start bringing up these idiot comments and try to box you in a corner, don't let them set the bait on those. Also, too, Dr. Maggi graduated from Kansas City University of Medicine. She did a recent video now discussing the gene-altering va- vaccination from the RNA-based COVID would tweak human DNA in a cell line. Major corporations could patent, hypothetically owning the people with altered DNA. The recombinant DNA technology is being spearheaded by companies like Placko, Smith, Pfizer, Sanofi, Moderna, Inovio, so forth. And again, this is Doctor. Maggi, N A D E J. It's discussing the same thing I am, so it's not just me bringing this up. So, again, I encourage everybody, do your own research on this. Look at what's really going on behind the scenes and look at the true agenda. When you start having billions upon billions upon billions of dollars being pushed into pharmaceutical hands just so they can get a vaccine in the market, now the United States has partnered basically a contract with Pfizer for 100 million vaccines with an additional 500 million once it's approved, That's a clear-cut example that these guys are absolutely in bed together. That's in total going to be a $12 billion contract for Pfizer wonder why they're really pushing the agenda to get vaccines. Thank you guys for the support. Thank you for giving this information out there. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the potassium iodide 1, the molecular iodine that we have back in stock now on sales product of the week. Thank you for your support. Continue to get the truth out there. Speak your mind. Stand your ground. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.